Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. And today I'll be talking about the power of your EQ, what it is, why it matters, and how you can bump yours up. If you've ever discounted the importance of emotional intelligence because it sounds like rainbows and trust circles, it's time to think again. Emotional intelligence, often referred to as EQ for emotional quotient, is defined as your ability to understand other people what motivates them, and how to work cooperatively with them. Having a high EQ is about more than just being really swell to work with. Emotional intelligence can boost your ability to learn, listen, lead, sell, persuade, negotiate, and more. So let's take a closer look at what drives your emotional intelligence and talk about how you can give your EQ a bump. There are four key components of emotional intelligence. Renowned emotional intelligence researcher Daniel Goleman describes them as 1. Self-awareness, or recognizing your own emotions. 2. Self-management, controlling your own emotions. 3. Self-awareness, recognizing the emotions of others. and 4. Relationship management, influencing those emotions. In essence, emotional intelligence is about how you manage yourself and connect with others in moments of interaction. Whatever your job function, chances are you rely on the agreement or support or collaboration of others in order to achieve your own goals. Emotional intelligence can be a means to that end. So what does it look like in practice? Last year, I was coaching an executive named Darren. He was a sales leader known for having tremendous knowledge of his market, his products, his portfolio. He had top-notch sales skills, but he was struggling to hit quotas and retain talent on his team. I had the opportunity to interview some of his employees and his clients, and here are some of the snippets I heard. He just doesn't read the room well. He has an agenda, and he can't respond to the conversation happening in the room. He knows it all, so much so that no one else feels comfortable speaking up. He's kind of condescending. I'm uncomfortable voicing questions because he makes me feel dumb for asking. What I didn't hear was anything about his analytic or forecasting capabilities, his knowledge of product, and all those other things he was known for. As a general rule, when the feedback you hear is about the how rather than the what, how you show up versus what you know or deliver, it's an indication that your EQ may need a boost. When I initially shared this feedback with Darren, he scoffed. I sell software products, he said. It's about technology, not warm, fuzzy feelings. But you're selling to and leading a team of people. 
And people have feelings and experiences that play a part in your hitting your targets, I said. So he nodded, and we began to establish a plan of attack. How do you raise your EQ? There's no one right way to bump it up. But personally, I'm partial to a simple three-part framework. Part one, pay attention to yourself. Part two, pay attention to others. And part three, respond intentionally. Let's start with part one, pay attention to yourself. As I always tell my daughters, you're entitled to any emotions you feel. Emotions are neither good or bad. It's your actions that matter. So Darren and I began here. I needed to understand what Darren was experiencing in these off-putting moments that his clients and team members described. Here's what he told me. I get frustrated when it's so obvious and they just don't get it. I get bored of having to repeat myself. I'm annoyed that people who know less than me are making the decisions. These are all fair. Feeling frustrated, bored, and annoyed is part of Darren's experience, and he's entitled to those. But what matters is his actions, how he responds or reacts. Your emotions don't always have to dictate your actions. As organizational psychologist Adam Grant once tweeted, a sign of emotional intelligence is not internalizing everything you feel. With clarity on what Darren was experiencing, I asked him to start to note when these feelings were triggered for him. I needed him to pay attention to how those feelings caused him to behave and how people reacted to those behaviors. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Are you a PR professional, journalist, marketer, or writer? Then you know the importance of Associated Press style. And you also know the frustration of keeping up with its ever-changing rules and recommendations. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, and to help you with those challenges, I've created a course that you and your team don't want to miss. It covers the latest updates to AP style, and we even talk about the new AP guidelines for writing about and experimenting with AI. And we have a special deal running right now. If you purchase the on-demand course with the code MCMILL, that's M-A-C-M-I-L, you get a $90 discount. So whether you're working on a pitch, a business agreement, or a story, don't let embarrassing writing mistakes hold you back. Get the course at bit.ly slash grammar on demand, all lowercase, and sign up with the code MCMILL. Which brings us to part two, paying attention to others. Once Darren started noting these moments of boredom or frustration, he realized the impact it was having on his relationships and ultimately his career. He noticed that clients who seemed inquisitive at the start of a meeting would stop asking questions a few minutes in, that his team members stopped bringing forth ideas and instead simply waited for his instructions, and that his colleagues had stopped asking for his subject matter expertise, even though he was known as the product guru. His emotions were driving behavior that was having real and not to mention unaffordable consequences. 
His frustration was intimidating people, and his arrogance was limiting his ability to put his expertise to use. Darren realized that something had to give, so we focused on changing his reactions to see how people responded. Which leads to part three, respond intentionally. Making the connection between your emotions, your reactions, and other people's experiences of you is critical for building your emotional intelligence. Seeing the connection allows you to ask yourself, what experiences do I want people to have around me? Asking and answering this question informs your choices. So here are some of the commitments Darren made to me, but more importantly, to himself. He would start by letting questions be fully asked before reacting. Even if it seemed dumb or repetitive, every question provides an opportunity for him to inform or influence, and he was ready to take that opportunity. He would invite ideas again from his team. With his knowledge of product and customers, he was in an amazing position to help his team shape those ideas. This is what it means to be a leader. And he would seek advice from his colleagues. Sure, Darren's product knowledge may be top-notch, but are there things he still has to learn from others about leading teams and building relationships? Absolutely. With patience and persistence, within a few months, Darren began to see some positive indicators. Clients, team members, and colleagues all began responding more favorably to him. Suddenly, he was leading more effectively, winning more negotiations, and learning a great deal about the soft side of selling along the way. Sometimes rainbows and trust circles are just the things you need. So now it's your turn. Where is your EQ opportunity? Maybe you've been interviewing like crazy, but haven't gotten the offer. Or you've been struggling to motivate a colleague to collaborate with you. Or you keep pitching an idea that you know is great, but no one is supporting you. All of these outcomes require someone to respond to you in a particular way. So ask yourself, what experience are you having in these critical moments? How do others seem to be responding? And what changes can you make to your actions in the moment? Identify opportunities for growth, experiment with them, and tweak them as needed. Moving your EQ in the right direction really can be that simple. Have a question I can answer? Check out all the links in my bio for ways you can reach me. You can also visit my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor Podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share exclusive tips, videos, and musings. Join me next week for a new episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Hey, everybody, it's Rob Lowe here. If you haven't heard, I have a podcast that's called Literally with Rob Lowe. And basically, it's conversations I've had that really make you feel like you're pulling up a chair at an intimate dinner between myself and people that I admire, like Aaron Sorkin or Tiffany Haddish, Demi Moore, Chris Pratt, Michael J. Fox. There are new episodes out every Thursday. So subscribe, please, and listen wherever you get your podcasts.